He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Verse 11. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcome shall not be hurt by the second death. Well, let's start from verse 26. And he who overcomes and keeps my words until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. And verse 28. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse chapter 3, verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from, uh, from, uh, from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. <coughs> He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 12. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and the new Jerusalem which come down out from heaven from my God. Verse He who has an ear let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 21. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, we have to go over seven churches. As you know, when John was in the Spirit, 
in the island of Patmos. So his heart definitely went out to the seven churches. He knew them very well. He had been with them a long time. He really served them. And he had been with them almost every breaking of bread. So either he visit church at Ephesus or church of Laodicea. No matter where John went, John had a wonderful fellowship with the saints. So he knew them very well. Now on the Lord's Day, especially when he was exiled to Padma Island, he was very lonely. However, in the clear sky, we can imagine how he can see the shoreline of Asia Minor. Of course, first is the city of then Shemina, then Pergamos, then Tiatur, now finally Laodicea, from the closest city to the farthest. So he remembered the Lord's testimony. He remembered every church. So you can imagine, now, he just like a high priest. Now, in his bosom, you find the twelve stones. On his shoulder, you also find twelve stones. So, as if, you know, he was embracing all the saints from all different places. In their bosom and upon his shoulder. So, brothers and sisters, now because he knows them too well, he knows the spirit, their spiritual condition. Now, remember, this is no longer in the time of our Lord's ascension. That's about 30, more than 30 years after the Lord's ascension. Strictly speaking, actually, it's much more. You can say probably the thirty, probably almost uh, uh, you 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 uh, you probably will say probably more than sixty years after Lord's ascension. So you can imagine he still served the churches, but he was different from Paul. He was different from uh, Peter. You know when Peter and Paul were receiving received to glory. At that time, church was in maturing state. So that's the best time for the servant of God. To leave the field of harvest. That's wonderful. However, it is by the will of God. John lived the longest life. He was the oldest disciples among the twelve. So at the Lord's ascension, nearly sixty years, he still followed the Lord. He still served the same. Now remember, when Paul was with the Lord, when Paul was in the glory, the church was in its 
prime state. You know, according to the time, according to the Old Testament, the way of righteousness is just like the light of the dawn. And that light is getting brighter and brighter. But never reach the sunset. And all we talk about the noon. So in another words, you never find sunset with the church life. So when you study the book of Acts, from the birth of the church to the maturing of the church, roughly 33 years. So by that time, Paul went to glory, and Peter went with to glory. That's the best time for the servant of God. Because when Paul, when when John was called by his master, he was mending his net. So his ministry always mending the net. So you can imagine. Now after the church uh, grown to maturity. It ought to be the noon time. So remember, that's the climate. That should be the climate of church life. Climate. Climate. So now we can imagine. So if that time, if somehow the servant of God being taken into glory, that's definitely the best. But because John was mending the net, so he lived another 33. So now we have a whole first century of mankind. In, uh, in our view, first century. Mankind. No, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in our eyes, the first of the so in the last no, when, when we talk about last two thousand years, we now we talk about the first century. You, you, you know the first century. And the head, thirty-three years and And then the church from the birth to its maturity. Now we come to the last one third of the first century. And that's the time of John. And we were told. Now when John Meditate what happened to the seven churches. He was so surprised. Now, it won't be surprised for him. Facing a mirror, he knows that he is getting old. Full of wrinkles. That's not a surprise. But when you talk of the body of Christ, full of life of Christ, be filled with the Holy Spirit, definitely you don't find any wrinkles. Definitely you won't find any pollution without any blemish. It must be the church glorious. The church is glorious because the light of the church is glorious. Because the light of the church is nothing, not nothing, nothing else but the light of Christ. So you never talk about aging of the church. 
but brothers, it was so surprised. When you come to the seven churches, and you discover, and John discovered the church was in aging. The church is getting old. Now for John to be old is natural. Now for the church to be old, it just cannot imagine. So is there any solution? When the church really when the testimony of Christ become declined. Now when Haman is on the throne, and you can see that when we are flesh, when ourselves is on the throne, think about it. When we say we say something, because we are experienced, we have been in this way for a long time. Everybody ought to listen to me. Now, brothers, sometimes when we are very close to our flesh, now immediately you know we are getting a because that's from our old man. Our old man has been crucified with the Lord, with, with, with the Christ, with, with Christ. So any wrinkle belong to the old man. So, my brother if we are getting old, if we are getting aged, must be from the old Adam, must be from the old man. So it's clear, brothers why the church getting old? For sure, we are in control. No, we are in we are in control of the whole church. Lord, our Lord is not the head of the church. Now gradually you become the head. Because gradually you have your way. So brothers, no wonder you see the church is getting old. But more than that, when you see the church getting old, you not only find the wrinkles, you also find the blemish. You also find the pollution. Now where the pollution blemish come from? Because you know that when church is very close to the earth, now when the church is very close to to uh is close to the world. Remember, brothers, when we love the church, when we love the world, now it is okay for the boat on the water. It is not right for the water in the boat. It is okay for the church in the world. It's 100% wrong if the church is in, if the world is in the church. So how do you know the church is getting old? Either we are very close to our flesh, or we are next to the world. So brothers and sisters, that's what happened with the seven churches. So how you are going to deal with the situation? When the 
the testament of Jesus of Christ, Jesus Christ is in declining. And when you discover the history, the testament of the church is in ruin. And when we are facing that situation, now what is the solution? And thank the Lord. And when John returned, when he's heard the trumpet from behind, so he turned around. And then he the voice of risen Lord. And then you discover and our Lord directly addressed to his church. No wonder you see if it read your Bible if the word of Christ direct word of Christ it must be in writing. So brothers and sisters we know there are the epistle to the seven churches by Paul but that was the church in the normal condition but now when church was in the abnormal condition now John has seven letters but the letter of Paul was the indirect word of Christ and now when you read chapter 2 and chapter 3 so this is the direct word of Christ. So do you see that? Thank the Lord. When church in normal condition, Spirit of God is still speaking. So then when the Holy Spirit is speaking, actually is our Lord speak to us directly. So when you read these seven letters, when you hear the words of Christ, and then you discover among seven churches, and five of them need to be repaired. It is the Lord said you ought to be repaired. If you do not repent, either I remove your lampstand or I vomit you out. So, brothers and sisters, this is very serious. Can you believe that? And if this is the church, the presence of the Lord ought to be in our hearts. Then, how come our Lord knocked the door of the church? Now, often we preach the gospel, we said, Christ knocked our door. Christ knocked the door of sinners. So why don't you open your door? Now when you preach the gospel, you can use this phrase. But don't forget, originally, according to the Bible, our Lord did not knock the door of sinners. Do you see, that's something very amazing. The Lord knocked the door of the church. Think about it. If this is the church, full of presence of Christ, and Christ should be in, not out. But why we are in and Christ is out? That's a possibility. You have name of 
Christ. Your name of church. According to the name, you are alive. In reality, we are dead. So you see, brothers, that's what happened to the seven churches. That's what happened to Laodicea. That's what happened to uh, Ephesus. Remember, now they all have very good beginnings. They have a wonderful history in the past. Especially talk about church in Ephesus. 30 years ago, full of love, full of light. And then that's why you have the Ephesians, letter of Ephesians. You have the letters of, to the Colossians. So the church indeed has been in a wonderful state. But why are only 30 years? Such a declension. And 30 years ago, the church in heaven. But why today the church is on earth? Why the church become earthly? Do you see that? When the Lord revealed Himself, the Lord said, The one who had seven spirit and seven stars. What does that mean? The church ought to be spiritual. Full of the Holy Spirit. The church ought to be heavenly. Like seven stars. So you see, brother, when you read these seven churches, and you discover the church already getting old. And not only you have many problems, you even have a moral problem. Sometimes, we say it's impossible. But that's what happened in our eyes. Do you see that? Even some of us, we may think something which is not normal. But remember, for some people, they say it's not normal. Even if it's against the word of God, even the pastors. Now you see, they even they live that kind of life. Brother, sister, you said that that only happened today. But if you read your Bible, if you read the seven churches, you find the moral issue there. You find fornication. You find adultery. Now, brother, sister, this abnormal situation. Normally, in the church, you even don't talk about it. But our Lord was so blunt. Our Lord talked about these things. Why? Our Lord know the true condition of the church. He know the church definitely getting old. So brothers, are we going to give up? Because if you really are facing the situation today, now, these seven letters really give us a wonderful solution. Every church, our Lord called the Overcomer. What does that mean? When the church in general fallen in, uh, below the horizon, horizon of the God's will. And then, who are the overcomers? They are not better than anyone else. They only try to insist upon that level. They dare not to be defeated. So, brothers and sisters, these are the overcomers. And in, time, in the time of declension, like what? We see today. Now, who is supposed 
to carry on that testimony of God. Who is able to tell people now church is like a lamp, gold, golden lampstand? That's the calling of us. It means this. When the majority of the church, now they are fallen. They are getting old. And you find young overcome. They dare not to be defeated. They take the place of the church. They carry on the torch. Do you see that, brother? That's calling of overcomers. So in every church, you see that Christ called the overcomers. The same thing. Today in or somewhere in New Jersey, anywhere, where you live, brothers and sisters, God is calling you to be the overcomer. And something very interesting, here, not only talk about church as the body of Christ, no. Here discover that these seven churches are seven lampstands. So lampstand speaks of testimony. Now when you talk about life, you talk about internal life of Christ. You talk about something within the church. But remember, here the church has an important mission. Do you see that? As far as life is concerned, church is the body of Christ. But as far as its function is concerned, he is a lampstand. Now, if the life is within, so when that life Manifest itself. It's the light of life. Now, what is light of life? It is shining upon the world. So, brothers and sisters, important thing is this. Now, when you come to the revelation, now remember Paul talked about church and the body of Christ. And here talk about the lampstand. It, it means what? It means the testimony of Jesus Christ. So remember, brothers and sisters, even we live a wonderful life, but we are calling to be the overcomer. Now, what is the overcomer? If you read the Bible carefully, you, it's very clear. If you the, all these seven churches, based on the Revelation in chapter 1, if you want to understand every church, if you want to know the problem of every church, definitely have a measurement. Now that measurement is being given in chapter 1. So if you know the whole vision of Christ, now remember, that vision is able to tell us what's wrong with the church. So you see, when you talk to the church in Ephesus, now definitely you find something, you find some section of Revelation in chapter 1. And in chapter, uh, and then, uh, and then another section. So from seven sections, you discover now with the vision of Christ. You are able to know what happened 
with the church today. You have had a correct diagnosis. You know how the church is sick today. Now, what is the remedy? What is the solution? Thank the Lord. Now, you see, if you read the seven letters, you do find these seven sections of that revelation. But now we cannot go to that detail. I just mention one thing. Now, when you see our Lord in the first chapter, He was in the holy place. No doubt, He is the great high high priest. Now, when you talk about high priest, and especially we uh, we, we we saw a description. Especially verse uh, 13. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. Do you understand, brother? Here you find someone clothed with a garment down to the feet. Behind that, you find a very important principle. What does that mean? Means he includes all the members of the body. Now, if this is the body of Christ, because this long garment, it includes all the members of the body. So it is very clear. Now, when our Lord walk among the seven lampstands, it means that the Lord will walk among the seven churches. Now, in is uh, in uh, Ephesus, you have one church. And then Tiatira, another church. Very interesting. Why one locality, one church? Don't forget. You just look at that, you just look at that whole vision. Now, all this church supposed to reflect part of that, uh, that person. So the Church of Christ supposed to get to be the testimony for Christ. The beauty and the glory of Christ should be shown through the church. But because Christ is too big, so that's why you find that in the church of Ephesus. You saw that part. And when you come to Tiatira, you see, and from when you come to the uh, uh, Pergamos, and you see from his mouth, he has two edges. So, no matter in which direction, you find part, you, you, you find a part of the vision of Christ. So, what the church local? 
Remember, it is the manifest of Christ in a very special way. We do not know in which way. Only when you read the four seven letters, now you understand in what way. What are the features of this church? But if you put them all together, one person. Do you understand? One personality. Here you find character of Christ. In terms of humility, there you find the character of Christ in terms of uh, of patience. But when we add them together, and you see the personality of Christ, so you see the image of Christ. So thank the Lord. Now that's. The church local. This is something technical. All the members of God. So, brothers, what is the church in Ephesus? And you discover that is the body of Christ. Because all the body of Christ in that locality, they are one. Why? Because this only, they are only part of the whole. So, may the Lord be merciful. So, now it's very clear. What is the function? What is the function of the local church? Any church local, it means this. It means, it means that the, the, they, they have a big heart. The heart like Christ to embrace all the saints who are born again in this locality. Do you see that, brothers? That's, that's the norm of a local church. But more than that, because this church is also lampstand. So we need a shoulder as big as a shoulder of Christ. So that all the souls of all the souls are upon our shoulders. So one by one we should transform them, uh, translate them in from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the sun. So you see, brothers and sisters, that's the reason why in the church of Ephesus, all the responsibility of gospel preaching upon the shoulder of the church. So you see, brothers and sisters, that's very clear. If you look at the golden lampstand, that ought to be the case. But anyway, after 2,000 years, you know what happened. Today we are divided. How many denominations we are divided? 38,000 denominations. In another word, the body of Christ has been cut into 
38,000 pieces. Is Christ divided? In the beginning, in the church of Corinth, they tried to divide it to four. But after 2,000 years, people tried to divide the body of Christ into 38,000 people. Now, brothers, when we are living in such a broken family, don't argue about who takes responsibility. You are born into this broken family. Brothers, how you are going to live your life? Don't ask whether they have a big heart like Christ. Don't ask other people whether they have a big shoulder or not. Do you see that, brothers and sisters? Now, if you want to gain the whole world into Christ, how many missionaries are you supposed to send out? Brothers and sisters, in order to evangelize the world, the Lord has His program. So for that reason, if you live in this locality, don't forget, all the souls are upon your shoulders. So whether you live that life or not, whether you overcome it or not, it depends on even in today's condition, do you have a heart as big as Christ? Do you have a shoulder as wider as Christ? If yes, you are the overcomer. Do you see that, brother? That's very, very important. So, if you read the Revelation, John presents himself, I, John. Now, brother, John did not preach a sermon to us. John experienced everything. Very interesting. If you read any epistle of Paul, who was the writer? The apostle. You know the apostle. But I, John, your brother. He know it very well. People like apostleship. People like eldership. Now, when church testimony is in ruin, John presents himself. Not just your brothers. So that's the heart as big. As Christ. And more than that, he said, Your companion in what? In suffering, kingdom, and patience. We are companions of suffering, kingdom, and patience of Christ. So, brothers and sisters, what is the what is the, uh, the overcomer? Companion of suffering and kingdom and uh, patience of Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, in Chinese, of course, it means companion. 
It means So let us remember. The follower of the Lamb. Means the companion of Christ. Now why the Lamb? Because behind the Lamb, you have suffering. Behind the Lamb, you have the kingdom. Behind the Lamb, you have patience. So now you understand, brother. Your brethren means that we should have a as big, a big heart as big as Christ. But if we are the companion of suffering and uh, kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, because we are here for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's why Paul, that's why John was in the island of Patmos. Do you see that, brothers? If you stay at home, nothing would happen. But remember, church is not only the body of Christ, not only the hidden one, but remember, and church is the light of the world. Now you cannot put the light under the basket. The Lord said, the light, the lamb ought to be on the lampstand. Then when the light being shining out, now people now know that why you are suffer. People know that why you are in the Patmos Island. Brother Sujit, and the Lord. Now that's the Lord's testimony. And remember, as far as, 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 far as the church is concerned, love, as far as the world is concerned, the testimony. Because you are in testimony. Because you are in the world. That's why you suffer. Because you are in the world. That's why the kingdom. And that's why we talk about the patience of Jesus Christ. So you see, brothers, it is very clear. When you study these seven, Peter, or seven, seven letters, you know the definition of being an overcome. You know what is the overcomer? An overcomer must have a heart as big as Christ. Must have a shoulder as wide as Christ. Now, when you love your brother, that's hard. When you preach the gospel, that's the shoulder. Brother, that should be the norm. But again, when the church is aging, many people love the world. Some people even follow the world. Can you believe that? Today, among a certain circle of people, now they say love wings. Now remember, love wings is a title of a book. It's written by a pastor. He told us there will be no hell and nothing. God always loves us. Can you believe that? Today, because of that book, many people say love wings. So may the Lord be merciful to us. You never imagine the church will be, the church is, the testimony of the church will be in such a ruin. But in this case, are we going to give up? They say we get without we cannot do anything about it. No. God is calling the overcomer. In another way. 
when you come to the meeting, remember, now, when no one sweat, so you have to maintain that principle. You have to tell the people that the lampstand is golden. So, brothers and sisters, remember, when church is in declension, it is very clear now who is standing on that horizon of the will of God. The overcomers. Now, normally when we talk about overcomers, we only talk about the church testimony is in ruin. So we are overcomers. Other people are not the church, we are the church. We are only emphasize in this aspect. Only thing you cannot love all the brothers and sisters. But we forget the other aspect. We forget the lampstand. Do you see? Now, important thing is when the church involved with some moral problem, when somehow the church being challenged with some moral issues. Now, brothers and sisters, just like when you read the seven churches, you find that even some church have this problem. So, now, how, who is going to uplift the moral standard? Who is going to maintain the testimony? So, brother, what is testimony? The word of God and the word of, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. So, brother, sisters, now that's our testimony. So remember, when we are overcomers, mean it means this. The whole world, every place is so dark. That's why the Lord put lampstand in Ephesus. That's why the Lord put the lampstand in Laodicea. Now, brothers and sisters, if you say, now we, we forget it. Now we are, we are discouraged. Now remember, God will go on. Before the Lord returns, God will call His overcomers. If you say, we cannot answer the call, God can wait for another 20 years. God can wait for another 30 years. Don't forget, the lampstand always golden. Not because you failed. God couldn't do anything. So, brothers, remember all the time. The light of lampstand is always shining. You say, who is maintaining that light? By the overcomers. So, brothers and sisters, when the overcomers are ready, when the overcomers are mature, God considers the church in that locality is mature. So, remember, brothers and sisters, if we want to wait for the church in general be ready, we will never find a day. Look at what happened today. But something very important. Something very encouraging. Before the Lord's return, He looked at different places. He calling, He's calling the overcomers. If a group of brothers they maintain the word of God and testimony of Jesus Christ. 
when they are mature, God said they are mature. So because of that, they should be able to rapture. So brothers and sisters, that's how the bride should be ready. Something very interesting. If you read the last chapter of Revelation, three times our Lord Jesus spoke by himself. Now in the first chapter, I, John, in the last chapter, I, Jesus. Now remember, and our Lord has spoken many words in the last chapter. But three times, He said, I will come quickly. I'm come quickly. I will come quickly. Remember, when God, when the Lord said, I'm come quickly, the Lord might have come quickly. Must, must come but 2,000 years has passed. Our Lord hasn't come. So do you think that the law did not mean literally? If you go to Brazil, many things become symbolic. You cannot interpret everything literally. No. So when I say three o'clock, I should be there. No, you never take it literally. It may be 15 minutes later. It depends on where you are. If you are in San Paulo, 15 minutes. If you are in Hasive, so that's one hour later. So it all depends. Now, do you think our law is a Brazilian? No, of course, I, I, of course, our, uh, you, you know, you know what I mean. So, you see, brother, sisters. Now, when the law says, "I'm come quickly," I come quickly. So, what's the problem? Thank the Lord. There is a Bible scholar called G. H. Lang. Who tells us? Actually, if you read that word in Greek, it means this. As soon as I start the journey, immediately I should arrive. Do you see that? So that's the meaning of that three words. So our problem, our question is when our Lord started the journey, in the past 2,000 years, did our Lord start this journey? Do you see? So there must be some verse in the Bible to tell us most likely our Lord started his journey. So could you find such a verse? Yes, you can find from the Bible. And you can find from Matthew chapter 24. Now we were told that the, the nation of Israel being compared with the fig tree. Now when the fig tree when the fig tree, when the fig tree began, began to blossom, now you know it means the nation of Israel should be born again. And then the Son of Man is at the door. In 1948, now you all know the nation of Israel was born again. That was a miracle. According to political science, any, any, uh, any, 
any nation, it's disappeared from the planet of the earth more than 500 years, never revived That's what happens. That's really the miracle. Now, brothers, what our Lord said, if you see that happen, that means in 1948, one thing for sure, what happened? The Son of Man is at the door. Now, it's an oriental house. It's not a western house. So you have a first door, second door, third door. You have different courts. You have entered into one court, and another court, another court. So you have many, many doors. So what the Lord said, I'm at the door. In another words, I will be here any moment. Because either the outer door, or the inner door, or the third door, you don't know. But no matter what, if the Lord said the Son of Man is at the door, you can be sure. You can, you can be almost sure. Now he will come quickly. But one logic thing is this. In my guest already at my door. One conclusion you can make. That is my guest already started his journey. So in 1948, our law already started his journey. What the problem? Why for 2,000 years our Lord should be able to come in never Why? Because the bride is not ready. I don't know whether you attend uh, some, some wedding or not. Many of the wedding always late. Because now, now the bridegroom already been ready. Bride already, bridegroom already start his journey from his home. He will, he will be there any moment. But then he received a phone call from the bride. So just give me another thirty minutes. Now with that thirty minutes, I can make myself ready. So why the wedding is late? The bridegroom is ready. But bride is not ready. So, brother, for two thousand years, think about it. Only nineteen forty-eight. It means most likely he already started his journey. If he started his journey, it means this. Somehow the bride is ready. Now, brothers, if you wait for the bride in general to be ready, impossible. So, by understanding chapter 2 and chapter 3, you know it very clearly. When the church in Ephesus, not the church in general, but you find in Ephesus. Only some brothers and sisters, they want to, they are called to be overcome. They are going to maintain the word of God and testimony of Jesus Christ. So they grow in the Lord. 
they mature in the Lord. Brothers and sisters, they really make their white linen. Which is the righteousness of the saints. When we are received Christ, we have been given the life. And we are justified by faith. But now, because Holy Spirit works in us, to bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and we grow in the Lord, we have love, we have patience, and we grow into maturity. We have a heart of Christ. We embrace all the brothers and sisters. We have the shoulder of Christ. Now we know that we will shed the light upon the whole world. Remember, God knows everyone. When God saw that situation, God said, Now, they are ready. Because the overcomer are ready. Now, overcomer always take place of the whole church. So, by this way, and finally, and then, you then you discover God get what you want. So most likely, after 1948, because God has done so much, God has hidden much. God had 7,000 people never yield to Baal. Now we do not know that. But God knows Brothers and sisters, we are not alone. And thank the Lord. If we see that principle, now we should be able to be discouraged. We should be discouraged. We should be encouraged. We should be cheered up. Thank the Lord. This ought to be the situation. Of course, I almost five minutes to three o'clock. So I should be able to. I should finish now. But actually, I only start the message. <laughs> but it's all right. I only give you some skeleton. I will do it very quickly. Now, according to chapter 3, what is the definition of overcome? Very important. Only the Word of God is able to interpret the Word of God. Verse 21 of chapter 3. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. If we are overcome, God has standard. And to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. As I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Brothers, we overcome as he overcame. The way he overcame is the way we should overcome. So now we want ask how he overcame. So that's why we have chapter 4 and chapter 5. And very interesting. So far we have Jesus Christ. 
we have the term of Christ. So far, we never have the title of the Lamb. Now we want to find out the first appearance of that term, the Lamb. So when you see the Lamb, you see how He overcame. If you know how He overcame, then God requires us we will overcome as He overcame. Do you see that? Because we overcome, we will sit on His throne, the throne of Christ. Why? Because Christ overcame. That's why He sat on the throne of the Father. Do you understand? The way we overcome is the way He overcame. So because of that, now Bible has to continue to explain how we should overcome. So now we turn to chapter 5 and I saw the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll writing inside and the back sealed with seven seals now you know what happened that's what happened on the throne and the one who sit on the throne has a scroll with written inside and on the back. However, that book is sealed with seven seals. Now, if you go to Israel, if you really, uh, according to recent discovery, we already found, we're able to know what are, the seal is almost just like a, an, uh, like a new coat. Uh, so it's uh, like a button. A button, like a, like as big as a button. Uh, and then it, that seal 那个, with the thread, 这个它有一条线, so it's able to make the scroll sealed. So if you turn off the seal, so you're able to see the scroll. So this book, this scroll, it was seven seals. And then that's in the hand of God. But now the question is this, who is worthy to open the seal? Who is able to read the seal? And we are told in the universe, none, nobody can do that. So the answer is, uh, the, an, the, the answer is, uh, verse 5, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose do you see someone has revealed? Someone has overcome. So that's why he's worthy to open the scroll and to lose his seven seals. Now remember, that's how he heard about someone who's able to do that. And I look. When he heard, he saw the Lion of Judah. He saw the overcomer. Because the Lion of Judah, that's why he has prevailed. That's how he overcame. That's how he prevailed. But something interesting. When John looked, 
And behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elder, stood a lamb as though it had been slain. 就导致中当当中做了一个呃的羔羊刚被杀。So my brothers and sisters, do you see that? This is the overcomer. 这是得胜者。Now, if we want to overcome, 如果我们要得胜的话 ，it's just like how the lamb overcomes. 就如这个羔羊怎么样得胜一样。When you look at it, 你看到它 ，the lamb. 羔羊。When you heard about it, 听到它 ，that's overcomer. 是得胜者。Outward appearance, so 外面来看 is harmless. 是不害你的 is harmless. 他不害害任何人 But on the other hand, 在另一方面 he's a lion of Judah. 他是犹大的狮子 So remember, 所以记得弟兄 that's the picture. 这是那幅图 of being a overcome. 是做得胜者的图画 If we are called to be overcome, 如果我们被呼召得胜 we are just like what he has done. 我们就像他所做的 But of course. We have to go to the detail. Now, if you read the passage, you know that that because the lamb just being slain. So it means that our Lord just ascend to heaven. And not only that. And if you read on, read verse six. Having seven horns and seven eyes. Which are the seven spirit of God sent out into all the earth? 有七角七眼，就是神的七灵风差遣往普天下去的。So definitely, that's how are the day of Pentecost. 这就告诉我们五旬节那一天。How the Holy Spirit be sent out? 这圣灵怎么样被浇灌 ？How we were baptized into one body? 我们怎么被浸成一个身体 ？How the river of living water come from heaven? 就是这个活水的降下，怎么样从天上降下 ？So it is very clear. If you want to know the occasion, you go. First, the our Lord just ascend to heaven. Second, you find the Holy Spirit being poured out. That is on the day of Pentecost. So, if you read chapter two of Book of Acts, now on that day, and our Lord lit him up. Our Lord has anointed him as. And according to that description, he received from the Father the Holy Spirit. He received from the Father the Holy Spirit. That's the day of Pentecost. So that's what happened. My brother, remember. You still remember God said to Peter, "You are Peter." So the Lord gave him the key to open the kingdom of heaven. Because the keys is a plural. So in the day of Pentecost, and Peter used the first key to open the kingdom of heaven. So remember, on the day of Pentecost, it was the inauguration of the kingdom of heaven. 就是天国这个设国的那日，泰国的那天。And then you see that when Holy Spirit being poured down, 所以当圣灵被浇灌了。So we are being baptized into one body. 我们被浸成一个身体。That was the birthday of the church. 就是教会诞生的那日。Do you see that? 看见没？ 
on the one hand, you have the kingdom of heaven being inaugurated. And how do you know the kingdom? If you are according to Daniel chapter 7, our Lord ascended to heaven. He approached the throne. And he received the kingdom. What is the kingdom? The kingdom of heaven. So we all know that. Kingdom of heaven started with the day of Pentecost. So that's exactly what happened in chapter 5. Do you see that? Now our Lord just in the midst of the throne. He was standing. So he are doing two things. First, he received the Holy Spirit. He poured down the Holy Spirit and the church was born. That's only one thing. But another thing, he received the book, the scroll from our God. What does that mean? Because God already anointed him as Christ. So he has received something from God to prove that he's Christ. So how do we know? Now, inauguration of the kingdom of heaven. Now, remember, who is the king? Of course, Christ is the king. So if he is being anointed as Christ, so how do we know that he's Christ? So he must have something, he must receive something. So now we, we turn to Psalm chapter 2. Psalm chapter 2. Verse 7. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me. You are my son, today I have begotten you. That's the same day of inauguration. So verse 8. As of me. And I will give you the nations for your inheritance. And the ends of the earth for your possession. Now, brothers, that's the mission of Christ. Why God said, I will give you the nations for your inheritance? I give you the ends of the earth for your possession. Why God did that? So remember, Christ is Christ. Why you have the kingdom of the heaven? It means that from now on, kingdom will rule. Now, let me ask you. Now, who is ruling on the earth? If you study the Bible, all the world is lie under the wicked one. So, my brother, sisters, you know it very well. The all planet become fallen territory. If you turn, if you open your map, and you find it's all fallen. Because the whole world is under the wicked one. So, brother, remember, all the nations, including the end of the earth, think about it. Now, as Christ, he is the king of heaven. From now on, heaven will rule on earth. But the earth is under 
the evil one. So how God is going to do something? Do you understand? Today we see something happen in the news. And we forgot. Actually, the whole world is under the evil one. So how are you going to solve this problem? You need someone who is greater than the devil. And you know that this God somehow someone ought to overcome. So think about it. Now, according to the map, you find that whole earth is fallen territory. And the nations and end of the earth is in the hand of the devil. But thank God, on that day, when you see the scroll, and that scroll is very, very important. Because only if you know the, what happened with the scroll, you know the will of God. Then you begin to understand the book. So you see, brothers, now, if all these underlined under evil ones, God says, I will give you the nation for your inheritance. And ends of the earth for your possession. Brother sister, what does that mean? That means through Christ. Inch by inch. All those fallen territory should come back to the feet of God. Do you see that? And when that happens, the kingdom of the earth will be the kingdom of Christ. So now, brothers and sisters, if you read chapter 11 of Revelation, do you see that? And let us read it. Revelation 11. Now, verse 15, very important. The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. And He shall reign forever and ever. Now, today, the kingdom of this world lie under the wicked one. Now you understand. Now in order to take back all the fallen territory, so remember, now on the day of Pentecost, this only inauguration of the kingdom of heaven. But now remember, God has an aim. God has a method. One day, and this kingdom of the kingdom of this world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ. Brothers, how that will happen? Very interesting. That's why when you come to chapter 5, now starting from chapter 6, and then the land begin to reveal, begin to lose the first seal. And then second seal. Then third seal. Finally, you come to the eight, when you come to eighth seal, uh, seventh seal. Now, 
in the chapter 8 of the Revelation. The Bible especially talks about the land we lose the seven seals. Think about it. When you lose that seal, it means that you are able to see what happened in that field. Brother, very clear. So after seven seals, then the kingdom of heaven becomes the kingdom of our Lord. Now what happened? Somehow through this Seven all the fallen territory, inch by inch, have been restored back to God. Unfortunately, many people studied the book of Revelation. They never understood what happened with the scroll. So, if you want to know the scroll, now you have to know exactly that day. In the day of inauguration of the kingdom of heaven, and because he's Christ, God promised him. Now he will give him the end. The end. Of, he will give him the end of the earth as his possession. So if this is true, he is the right possessor of the earth. Okay. So you see, brothers and sisters, and now, now you can understand. Now you can understand that that scroll must something to do with that will. Now why it is so if you read the Bible, you get Why? Because you read Jeremiah 32. And God said to Jeremiah, you have to buy a piece of land. And now you have to pay the 70 shekels. Now that was the time of the besiege of Jerusalem. It is the time to sell the land, it is not the time to buy the land. If you buy the land, that means one day you will come back. So what do you do? Alright, he bought the land, pay the 70 shekels, but then he, he, he sealed the book. So how do you know he bought land? They were purchased deed. Or title deed. Do you see that? In that title deed, to tell you that he bought the land. But why have you seal it? Because remember, there must be fire and all other things. So they were put in the earthen vessel to be kept in in the in the temple. Now one day, the descendants of Jeremiah came back to Jerusalem. If he want to claim that land, because he bought the deed, so important things. Who is worthy? To reveal, to lose the deed. It depends on who bought it. Who bought it with 70 shekels? Now, when it's sealed, you don't see it. When you lose it, now you know who is the right processor. Now, Jeremiah is supposed to get that piece of land. Do you understand, brothers? Now, if you read 
the new song of the twelve twenty-four elders. If you read this twenty-four so when you talk of buying, so this something ought to do with the purchase So somehow it be sealed. Now the problem is who is worthy to open the seal? Now you have to ask, who has paid the seventeen shekels? Our Lord who paid the seventy on the fourteen days he died for us on the cross after three days he was risen he indeed paid the seventeen shekels so what inside of that scroll must be the title deeds of this universe if you tell the evil one now you are you are the you serve once. You suppress. Now you are not a right possessor. So, brother, sisters, for that reason, first seal, second seal, and finally, seventh seal, it's already finally every inch by inch being restored back to the gospel. So, the kingdom of the world become the kingdom of of our Christ. So, brothers and sisters, do you see that? There's something to do with the, with the losing of the seals. So now you understand. You are able to understand the first 11 chapters. All together, seven seals. When you talk about seven seals, they have, there are seven seals. Trumpets. When you come to the seven trumpets, you have the seven vials. But remember, seven vials, seven trumpets, all included in the seven seals. Remember, who lose the seals? Only Christ, the Lamb, lose the seals. So inch by inch, Every time when the Lord opened the seal, tell us now the Satan is usurper, and uh, and Christ is the right owner, is right possessor of of this of this land. So, brother, sister, so, how about the church? What what the role of the church is? So on the day of Pentecost, the church was born. At least the church in Jerusalem was born. But this also the same day of inauguration of the kingdom of heaven. Now this. 120 people. They all receive the life of Christ. They all have the heavenly life. They have the heavenly food. They have the heavenly, uh, heavenly energy. So anyway, they were on earth, but they are they are out of the world. So remember, they are just like a paratroopers. Do you see that those paratroopers is come down from sky? So remember, on the day of Pentecost, you have 120 
Now remember, so what they have, they only got a beachhead. But remember, now when you get a beachhead, it means that you get everything. Now just like landing of Normandy, you see, you remember how the, how, how the, uh, the Alliance Army, now they fly. They put the paratrooper in the uh, in in the territory of France. So you have a paratrooper. You have beachhead here and a beachhead there. So the same thing. Remember on the day of inauguration of the heaven uh, on the. A kingdom of heaven, and you find a paratrooper really come from heaven. So remember, this even this whole earth, whole world is under the evil ones. But at least in that small corner, in the corner of Jerusalem, when you have 120 paratroopers, they have the heavenly light. And this light is uh, this. this this, uh, this life will give the light of life. So they begin to shine in that corner. And just wait. There are another 3,000 paratroopers joining. And then another 5,000 paratroopers joining. So, brothers and sisters, more than 8,000 paratroopers now they stick to a paratrooper. Uh, they just stick in that place. They stick into that uh, uh, beachhead. Now, if you use the Bible terminology, that's lampstand in Jerusalem. But it is very dark. But remember, that light shine in that corner. But not only Jerusalem, also Antioch. So another beachhead. And also Colossae. And also Laodicea. Now, brothers and sisters, before the Lord returns, you find beachhead everywhere. You find lampstand everywhere. But don't forget, in the beginning, it 8,120 paratroopers. But gradually, some people are being scattered. Some people, they become weak. Now, gradually, gradually, probably no longer 8,000. But are you going to surrender? If you surrender, that's the end of it. But thank the Lord. Some people still go on. Now, even people die, even people sleep, even people leave us, we are willing to stand with the Lord. Now, brothers, that golden lampstand will go on, will shine on. That's what happens. Through the, through the overcomers, you find the testimony of Jesus Christ and the word of God being shown in the city of Jerusalem. Same apply to Ephesus. Same apply to everywhere in this world. What are they waiting for? They are still in the dark. They are waiting for the landing of Normandy. When landing of Normandy, brothers and sisters, you know very well. Then, finally, the final victory. And how German 
army was defeated. So same people. Today we are in a dark time. But it is because of dark. That's why we need lampstand. So when you have a lampstand, it means you have a big head. Now are we going to give up? No. Before the Lord's return, we wait and wait and wait and thank the Lord. And every time when the Lord loses His seal, it tells the whole world, now Satan is usurper. Christ is the right owner. These people are born of Christ. They fall from heaven. So that's why they they are paratroopers. Their law is heavenly law. They don't know the law of this land. Today you have certain things called the law of this land. No, they don't know. They only know the law of the heaven. But brothers and sisters, they still are on earth. So how are you going to dissolve the problem? Brothers and sisters, remember, if you are remain as the lampstand, and one day, when you overcome, God said this whole church is overcome. So then He's coming back. When His feet upon the Mount of Olives, it's just like a landing of Normandy. There you see the whole France will be restored. Thank the Lord. Now that's how Christ overcome. So remember what our Lord said. In me you have peace. But in the world you have tribulation. But be cheerful. I have overcome the world. How he overcome the world? That's the way, brother. And more than that. Now, in the second chapter of First John, you, young man, because you are strong, you are abiding in the word of God. You have overcome the evil one. Which means that you overcome the Satan. We have a famous verse. Do you see that? Brethren overcame him. Who is brethren? And who, who are the brethren? And who is the brethren? The overcomer. Who is him? Satan. So, brothers and sisters, how do you know you overcame Satan? Love not the world. So, if you read on, the whole world is under the evil. So, are you willing to stand with Christ? Receive His life as your life. So, you receive a law from heaven. You are different from other people. Do you dare? To become a Daniel today. So, brothers and sisters, that's the way how we overcome. Thank the Lord. We are overcomers because we receive the life of overcoming. Because Christ 
as Christ, the life of Christ live in us. So through that heavenly life, we become paratroopers. Don't forget. Even the church in general, they almost surrender. Are you willing to become the overcome? This is the last call. So remember, this book is called Book of Omega. God said, I'm you remember the first call of Abraham. But now when you come to Revelation, this is the last call. Are you willing to be called as overcome? Remember, when you become overcome, you shine from the lampstand. Because when other people give up, you keep on shining. The church serves as a lampstand. That's the beach head. That's age by age. You gain back the lost territory. Thank the Lord. From chapter 6 to chapter 18, we are the light of the world. With the lamp, we overcome. Not only overcome the world, also overcome the sin and the Now, the Antichrist is the total sum of sin and the flesh. So, my brother, when you come to Christ, the Word became flesh. When you come to Antichrist, the sin and the flesh became flesh. We not only overcome the world, also overcome the sin and the flesh. So what does that mean? God is light. So in the first part of Revelation, God is spirit. Then God is light. Now only one small part we did not touch. That is from chapter 19 all the way to 20. And now we find God is love. You remember, today we talk about the end day. The day of the Lord. The day of Jehovah. It's a horrible day. But don't forget. If you read book, if you read uh, uh, if you read uh, uh, epistles. And remember, there's another day called the day of our Lord Jesus. The day of Jesus Christ. Or even the day of Christ. What is that day? When bridegroom and bride finally meet. 
After fourfold of hallelujah, we heard a very wonderful news. Now, the marriage of the Lamb has come. Brothers and sisters, finally, the story of love. So may the Lord speak to us. Today we are followers of the Lamb. Today we are companions of the Lamb. Today we are soldiers of the Lamb. The other day, the bride of the Lamb. If you talk about wonderful union, you discover. How do you describe your your bride? To our surprise, is like a city, full of light. But from a distance, it looks like diamond. Brothers, remember, what is diamond? When you look at diamond, you see the rainbow. Why you see the rainbow? Because when light enters into diamond, it will be captured. Never come out. It becomes a rainbow. You never know what is the glory of God. But you never know what is light. And you see a diamond. You never see, you never understand the glory of God. Finally, you see that diamond. That's what God is doing in the church. You and One day, full of glory. So remember, in Him, the light. The light. So we have the life of Christ. But this light is this uh, this light will give light. It's a light of light. So if you follow the light, we will have the light of light. But if you continue, it will bear fruit. For some, when you see the when you see the love, you see the fruit. Don't forget, love is nothing but a light. Not, nothing but light, but also the light. Also, the light. Not just mere light, also the light. So, brothers and sisters, we have the life of overcoming. We have the life of the Lamb. We also have His light. That's why, brothers and sisters, in this crook, in this crooked and perverse generation, we are supposed to be the light of the world. Brothers and sisters, thank the Lord. And when you combine light and light, when it becomes mature, that's love. That's bright. Thank the Lord. And our Lord is waiting. So may the Lord speak to us. If you look at this side of the cross, if you read the book, uh, if you read the Gospel of John, the light, light, the light, and the love. God is spirit. God is light. God is love. The same thing. When you look beyond the cloud, when you go through the whole book, God is spirit. God is light. And God is love. 
So may the Lord really speak to us. I'm very sorry to borrow another 35 minutes. I should, I, I'm not able to return. So I give back to the brother.